gotta say my favorite one of all time, and I'll, I'll we'll end the we'll end the segment on this. I know you're gonna say already, but no, you don't. No, you don't. Let, say say the say name. Say, say the same on th- a one, two, three. Gary, Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. Dang. I knew it. I knew it. That was awesome right there. That was go. crazy. Go right. Go. That was crazy. Oh my gosh, Gary Sheffield. John Stamos. Oh my god. Do we just become best friends? Now, the guy is coming back from the liquor store. The, the guy that got punched. Okay. He has a bag, a grocery bag full of liquor. Dante Fowler takes that, throws it into the pond that's next to their apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> so now this guy is sitting on the ground. His glasses are broken. Smashed in the face. And his liquor's in the lake. <laughs> There should be mistakes allowed because you know what? That's how life works, man. Sports. I mean, quit taking sports or sports. Why? Why did it have to be perfect? Like all of a sudden. Why? And again, I know people like get it right. I understand your mentality and that's okay. Yeah. But who like who cares? Welcome back, everybody, to episode 56 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. We have, uh, we are on Twitter. I forgot the order of things. Eh, Twitter, at Perp Sports Talk, and Perpetual Sports Talk on iTunes, Facebook, Podbean, and Patreon. You know what I realize people do, and I do this in my podcast that I listen to? Fast forward through all this. There's a 15-second skip button, and so I just mash the skip button for like the first two minutes until mm-hmm. I finally like get to the real stuff. What makes a good intro though? I, I want to have a good, I think like what makes a good first couple minutes of a, of I, a show? I don't think anything can. I, I really don't because like there'd be a good song on or whatever. It doesn't really matter. You're, you're listening to the podcast for the content. And so they give it the plug, you know, there's nobody, there's no way anybody listens to our Twitter, Facebook plug. Yeah, but you want to have not. They don't have the ability to skip, and they're stuck with us. I like getting like a good warm up in for the listeners, though. Like, here's a funny bit of us talking a couple months ago, and we got the we got the karaoke version. Right, but I guarantee Mal. we're not listen, We're not. Uh, we don't have any first time listeners right here. No first time. See, that's the thing. You never know. <laughs> you never know when it's like, oh, I found this podcast. Let me listen. And then I feel like I would do this. I would judge. Not that zero percent chance. My hard. I'm a bad podcaster because I don't really listen to podcasts. But if I did... That's actually a good thing. If I did, I would judge a podcast based on the first two minutes. Mm. And so I want... I understand that. But once I've established my podcasts and, like, I understand, like, what they do, they'll do, like, an ad. They'll do, like, a plug. They'll do, like, their song at the beginning. Just mash it until they start talking about something interesting. And we have no ads. We, We plug our Twitter and Facebook and Podbean and... Patron every single time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we have our inspiration beer. I don't even yeah. know what the Devil's Backbone and this it's is like called Backpacking Nut Brown Ale. Family Beer Project. I think it's all like, kinds. So everybody kind of like made. That's kind of cool. It's different because we. I feel like we usually go towards IPA hoppy. This is well, it was, it was a assortment. It's an assortment. Okay, so you pr- you probably drank all the IPAs. Yeah. You drank the good ones, but not bad. It's a good choice. Crappy ones for you, yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, Sports, NFL news, Kirk Cousins news. Not really Redskins news, other than they're probably out of the playoffs. That's about it. College football playoff, singular. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to go through some Army Navy. Speaking of college football stuff, one of the best rivalries in sports, in my opinion. We'll get to that later in the episode, yeah. and then some uh, college basketball, and then we'll get everybody out of here for the weekend. Random stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Throw Let's it together. Throw it together. Does it sound good with you? Sounds good to me, man. NFL, big news. Just the hits and the suspensions uh, from this NFL, past weekend. Going downhill. Yeah. NFL is dead. Uh, Goodell getting a five-year extension. Yeah, So clearly that. the owners don't think so. Um, well, but of course. What is it? I, I don't know. No, it, it doesn't Good register thing. on the mic Good anyway. Um, again, I don't know. Everybody loves moaning and groaning about Goodell, the bad leadership, whatever. I, I don't know if it's really his fault with a lot of stuff because all I feel like a lot of this suspension nonsense is kind of delegated in a way. I don't know if it's all one. You have guy. to. He has him. He has him hooked. Goodell has him hooked. There's no way around it. Has who hooked? The NFL. The Just owners, everything has him by the. By the short hairs? Yeah. I say I the short hairs. I don't know how to say that on the pod, but... You say short hairs on the pod. It's it's bad. I don't know, like, what else are you going to do? Can, can you fire the guy? He's basically a dictator. He, he could get caught up in some, like, bad, like, I don't know, scheme or something and get sort of dishonorably fired. So the longer he's around, the better chance of him to you know, fall into some bad, like, stuff and be disgraced or something like that. Giving Goodell a huge compensation package is like giving Hillary Clinton an award for outstanding email practices. There you go. How long have you been thinking of that? Oh, you read read it? That That is a non-Scott original? (laughs) That's plagiarized. I don't know, man. Again, (laughs) I I don't know how much of this is is him. Like, I hop on the NFL fan bandwagon saying, oh, stupid Goodell. It's like, I don't know. Like, I get that his signatures on everything, whatnot. He's the, he is the dictator. He is the but, NFL. He has turned into the NFL. But is he the guy? Like, okay, you know what? All three of these crazy hits: Gronk, Iloka, and uh, who's the Bengals Steelers? Iloka Ber- and Ber- perfect. Now he's the one who got knocked out. He's the Bengals Juju. player who got knocked out. Yeah, Ju- yeah, Juju Schuster. It's it's terrible. Uh, but, so, but it's not him saying all of them get one game suspensions. That's all. To play devil's advocate, what else can Roger do? Like, what else? What is he doing wrong, basically? Yeah, it's name, just name name what he's doing wrong. I, I'm not defending the guy because they probably need to make a change, and he's making fifty million dollars a year. I don't. So he needs to do something about it. But. Again, I don't know. Like everybody, so the the current issue now is with these hits and these suspensions. Uh, Gronkowski getting the same one game suspension as Juju as uh, Iloka did for in-game it's, it's hits. It's a business. It's it, a business. They do this because Gronk has to play the Steelers in like two or three weeks. So you can only give him one game or else they, they miss a big game in primetime Steelers. So it's, it's a business. And, and Goodell understands that. The NFL understands that. The owners understand that. The players are just trying to, you know, make a headline and everything like that. A bunch of punks. Um, but the NFL boils down to a business, really. I don't, know, I don't know how else to do it better. How do you solve the hitting situation? Because that's no that's the situation. What do you do? I have no idea. Helmets. They they want to they want the helmets. They want to essentially they want to get rid of the using body as a missile uh, football, tackle. Though. It's, there it's should football. be a weird Al Yankovic 
Yeah, what about it? Th- uh, you know how he does all the song parodies? Instead yeah. of Body Like a Back Road, you know, the great freaking song? Sam Hunt. Like Body Like a Missile or something, where he just kind of destroys the NFL and That's all That's going to change things. Body Like, it'd be funny. I don't know. He's kind of he uh, funny parody songs. Michael Scott did some parody songs. Michael Scott could probably be NF- awesome. NFL will always be around. I think, I, I hate to say, that, I hate this saying, but they know what they signed up for. Like, Ryan Shazier, like, how he got hurt and everything like that. He just had, what, spinal surgery? Yeah. Just today. Like, that's terrible. It really is. Terrible. Dude, dude might be paralyzed but from playing football. He's playing the sport. Has there anybody, has anybody ever been paralyzed from playing football? NFL? Yeah. I don't know about the NFL. I know in college, one guy comes off the top of N- my head. NFL. Paralyzed. I don't from know. waist or I neck know. down. I don't think, I, this might be the... He might be the first guy. Paralyzed. Ryan Sh- yeah. He's not paralyzed. But he, well, no, he could be because it's spinal stuff. Doesn't that just kind of set he walked, it? He walked off. He looked a little. No, he, card, he got carted off. He got off. carted off? He big time got carted off. He got carted off. I thought he kind of like wobbled around a little bit. No, he got carted off. Oh, that's right. But, but yeah, so that's the situation that they okay. currently have to solve. I, for one, and again, a lot of it is. And I would actually side with the players on this one. Really? Some no, just n- n- you didn't even let me finish nope, what I was going to say. I'm disagree with you. Um, some of these helmet to helmet hits are uh, borderline accidental, to where a cornerback could be lining up to knock a wide receiver in the chest, right? And then wide receiver has to lay out for the football. That actually happened Monday night. Andy Dalton throws a bad pass. Um, whatever Bengals wide receiver lays out uh, to catch it, again, gets freaking clubbed in the head. You know, that could be misinterpreted as targeting, whereas the cornerback or whatever safety sure. it was was actually going for his chest, and it was it was just a kind of a, a, a comedy of errors. So I side with the players to where not all targeting could be – not that there is oh, targeting in that. the NFL. I understand that, but – they're, they're playing the sport. I, they understand what sport they're playing. They're not playing baseball. Yeah. They're not playing basketball. Yeah. M- most. They're playing m- a contact sport where they just assault each other every single play. You know what I was thinking about? Like, and this is kind of changing is baseball is really only. Uh, maybe we talked about this last week. A pure sport. Pure as in like me versus you. And like, I, I don't know how to understand. I explain it really well, but like, I guess that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. I, no, I th- explain I th- your point. You do have to explain things into a microphone. Maybe my dumb brain was just like, baseball is pure sport. Like, well, here, I, it might th- be like, like baseball more like watching all this crap. This is well here. Let me try to help you out as a, as a podcast co-host. Friend. Let me, let me, Thank you. let me hop in here. Thank you. Purity of First the sport. Time. You said me versus you baseball. It's very, it's very in particular because it's kind of the only sport to where there is a time. Really, it's the whole game is a one-on-one thing. It is a pitcher against a hitter. Right. Whereas football, it happens with, you know, balls up in the air for two seconds, wide receiver versus cornerback. But it's really not because a lot of other factors go into it. You know, bad throw, whatever things happen, contact. But baseball, it is pretty much one-on-one, arguably the whole game, pitcher versus hitter. Grant, so, the pitcher has a missile in his hand. He's throwing a missile he's throwing a towards rock. the batter way inside. Who has also a weapon in his hand. So, they can shoot it right back at the pitcher. Right. Yeah. 
But it's a one-on-one thing. So individuals, I think, and just as a baseball fan, this is probably harder for... Yeah, maybe we're just talking from baseball because we're such baseball fans. But But it's easy to stick out in baseball because it's one-on-one. Like, you know... If I go watch a baseball game, I know right away when the game ends who had a bad game, who had a good game. I'll like watch a basketball game or a football game. I kind of have to go to the different because you're a baseball guy. I can watch a basketball game and understand. Mm, I mean, you understand. No, but it's not as obvious. Even a non-baseball person could say, oh, yeah, that guy, when he came up to the plate, he struck out three times. I know that happened because it was very clear. You could also say a guy missed 10 shots. Yeah, but I, but I don't see that as much because it's all a bunch of crazy stuff happening. I, I, I understand your I understand right, your one on one thing. Just to me, it's just, it's the purity of the game. It's no, me versus you. Yeah, it's, you said it. Me it's versus not you. As, it's not as punky either. It, it, does that make sense? Like they even had this year where guys were throwing at each other, and that was like a huge like violent thing. And everybody's like, "Oh, we can't. We got to keep the, everybody safe." And and I agree with that completely. And then it kind of blew over, and nobody ever threw at each other really. You see, you see what I'm saying? And now yeah, football was, is all like, that Gronkowski hit was awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Drives his head into the ground. Mm-hmm. It, no, no, it was the old for. elbow. It was the elbow Have to the back of the neck. you ever saw that in baseball? Like, in any way? Like, right. the worst thing in baseball is, like, either slide cleats up, but nobody ever does that anymore. No. Uh, and it's, well, things like, that, things like that happen, but they're misinterpreted. The Gronk thing it's you can't misinterpret that because it's after the whistle, out of bounds. Right, <sighs> dude. What cracks me up is about hunky. We ta- I, I I brought it up last week about reporters asking like cheesy questions. Yeah, and right. I wanted yeah, to I wanted to bring this to your attention that here. So be. I'm watching the Gronk interview after the game, and it's typical Gronk, just goofy guy. You know, half hearted apology. He's I saw, a bit, I saw it, it. it wasn't a, but I think that's all Gronk has. That's I, I feel like dumb guy. I feel like it was a legitimate apology for Gronk for like a person with you know normal guy. Yeah, it, I I thought of it as an apology, but Glad. what the what the reporter asks. After saying, "Oh, I didn't mean to hurt him. Like, really sorry about that. I apologize." Me, blah, blah blah. A reporter asks, "Why were you so frustrated?" And like puts the mic back in. And I'm thinking, "What a dumb question." Because he's playing a he, sport. He gets or, picked off. Okay, yeah. he's getting mugged the entire game, and because he's a big tight end, like the refs don't call it. Like, what what answer are you expecting right here? It's also what a, little- a kindergarten question. I want to hear a well thought out question from a journalist but that is they there are kindergartners because they have to get the headline we talked about that last time what are you frustrated about well he he said something to me running back to the huddle of the last play or something like that you know what i mean or he's mugging me all the way down just let my well, he's not getting cool calls out. a ball just got intercepted the worst thing is do you remember the score at the point in that game the the, the patriots were up by yeah, like, by yeah, like was, two or three touchdowns murdered the bills it was uh, yeah it was completely out of hand so yeah. that makes yeah, it everything yeah. even worse here's what i want and, and i'm i'm going to i'm going to i wanted to go back and forth what would be good legitimate like us as journalists which we're not I wanted to, like, what are good, like, intelligent questions to ask there, an athlete? Well, I ha- I think I have one. I think I have one, okay? I thought we took the other way and we're, like, we're just asking goofy questions. We kind of, like, ask them off the cuff, like, catch them off guard questions. I oh, that well, was, that's... I thought that was our bit. No, uh, on the podcast, for sure. If yeah. Gronk is here, we're well, asking... If you're in the media room asking Gronk a question, hey, Sean Prince from Perpetual Sports Talk, What's your question? Well, okay, so now it's serious time. I want to say, okay, as a as a competitor, we're aware that you get frustrated. 
how do you show your frustration and your competitiveness without uh, being without doing something illegal? Break. I just stay with me here. No, I with, got it. Without I get it. doing something that's breaking the rules. At the same time, you can't just walk away because then you'll seem like a coward. What do you do to seem like a competitor without breaking the rules, but not just walking away like seeing like being a coward? Sean, thanks for your question. Um, I really just like to go out there and play hard for my teammates. Uh, I like to show my competitive edge through my teammates and my team, and I just, through my play, I don't like to boil it over to off-the-field stuff. I like to stick it to my play and let my play do the talking. But See, it's a generic, but, everything's but you, a generic but, answer. But you that didn't answer my question. question. Because your yours was like, what makes you get angry? That was a uh, that no, 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 your no, no. your no. long thing right there. If you just rewind it, nope. that your long thing boils down to why do you get frustrated? Nope, it's no, no, no. It's not. It's how do you show your anger without breaking the rules and without completely bottling it up and walking away, which would make you look like a coward. How do you show your competitiveness by staying competitive? Through your play, that's the easy answer. The guys don't get baited, especially a Patriots player doesn't get baited like that. What are you? What are you expecting? What? What is like? Oh, what is your answer? Because I was I think expecting you think some, of the answer before you think of your no, question. No, no, I was expecting just a little bit of thought, a little bit of you know. Here's I don't know. Shouldn't have jumped on the guy. Obviously, I mean that's Please. just out of human instinct. Like Please. I'm upset. Sure. You know what I mean? But again, it's the idea of because any like manly competitor does that. When you're upset at something, you sort of want to let everybody know, right? I, I mean, you do. But okay, everybody already knows you're. Everybody already knows you're upset. So you shouldn't have to. I think. But, but if you don't do uh, anything, you look like a coward. If you just walk away, it's like, oh, how come he walked away? Like he's not sticking up to dude, himself. The best. The best thing is when Andrew Luck uh, do you know like do you like have you ever heard what he does whenever he gets hit or something like that in the like it takes a sack or he gets hit after he throws no. he congratulates the guy oh it's the funniest thing they have sound that's just belittling they have like sound lighted up no like it sounds like really sincere it sounds super sincere he'll, he'll get hit like he'll throw it and he'll get hit he'll be like oh that was a good hit you almost got me there buddy like and he'll like tap on the helmet like, but he's being like legit it's the funniest thing like we get sacked he's like oh man you got me almost got away shoot like and then like apparently it makes like players really really angry oh yeah because like they're trying to get in his head it just like doesn't get in his head when your opponent congratulates you remember the long yard, the old Adam Sandler. Yeah, he goes, exactly. you know, you are the best looking guy on your team. <laughs> so the exactly best guard is taking the women pills or whatever. Andrew Luck, he just like it, nothing phases him. Like he congratulates everybody, talks to everybody on their team, and apparently it just makes everybody angry. And I think that's a that's like a good bit, you know, like that's like a good like. Maybe Gronkowski should, like, do that. You know I don't I mean? know. That's something that has to be, like, a true personality. It, it, it definitely is because I think you can't you, fake you, you are definitely that way. I'm kind of the same way. It's like we get out on the field, rip your head off. Yeah, you want to be competitive. We play but, ping pong. Like we were saying, we play ping pong, and we're the most competitive people in the world. It's the Super Bowl. But that's the thing. A real competitor, how do you show your competitiveness without completely embarrassing yourself, breaking the rules, but at the same time, you don't want to bottle everything up because then you seem sort of like a coward. That's my whole question is where's the where's the middle ground? Because you say let your play do the talking. Well, sometimes your play isn't really good. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you get intercepted. Sometimes you don't produce. What do you do? What could you have done differently? That's the, the – I just want to your head up because you're making millions of dollars. I get it. I get it. 
It it wasn't. I did put a sincere. I really put a sincere amount of thought into this. I'd say, yeah. What what's a good intelligent question here to ask Gronk? Not. Hey, why were you so frustrated when the guy intercepted the pass? Like, how stupid is that? What did like? Obviously, you didn't pile drive him to the ground. But what? What are you expecting there? Him go? Oh, go I mean, he has to go. He what he should have done is go. Good interception. I'll got you next play. That's that's what a true competitor does. Because there's always a next walk play. Away. Yeah, walk away. Of course, there's always a next play. Have you ever? Um, there was, there's a funny, I was watching the, I came over a while, I was watching a video of NBA stars airballing free throws, and there was this. Caught by one of the thumbnails or whatever? Yeah. No, it was like, I think I was watching MLB, like, fights or and just, like, weird sports stuff, and one of them was LeBron. LeBron airballed a free throw. Uh-huh. And then he, he just. He about it. He, well, he did his normal, like. He, he, you know, you, you'd high five your teammates, you know, on the side of the paint. And it was almost like, it was almost like he didn't even, oh yeah, I just took a free throw. I didn't even know. I, I just do the same thing that I always do, even if I make one. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. And I don't really like LeBron. No, but not whenever, particularly. But whenever something silly happens, like in sports, I always kind of go back to that stupid video that I watched. I was like, eh, who, who cares? There it's is the Andrew a- Luck, you know, shaking it off and get him next play. It's Gronkowski, go, I'm going to get you next time. It's it's in any sport anywhere. That that's is what funny. a good You'll good competitor does. I didn't know that. That's, that's maybe we'll play good. sound. Maybe we'll play sound, but yeah, if if we can get it. Uh, other NFL stuff. Just want to do it real quick. Yeah. Skins. Uh, we got to talk about the hometown football team. Well, we don't have to because a lot of times we don't. But comes out, I guess, last night saying okay. the Washington Redskins wide receivers don't really like Kirk Cousins. Well, it, was, it was Dan Patrick getting it from a source saying that. Yeah, I think the exact quote was that those are not cold. You don't want those. Get, get your cold ones. Well, I didn't want to take the I'm other just, good I'm, one. I'm replacing. No, you take the other good one. I'm replacing your beers. I'm not going to take that other one, and I'll tell you why when we're, you don't like w- it. When we're on break. No, 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 no. Go, keep going. So Dan Patrick. So Dan Patrick basically says the wide receivers don't Dude, like her right cousins, and that's all. What do you <laughs> What'd you just I, I like talking into the mic when I'm standing. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, changing it up a little bit. You just carry it. Anyway, we should get wireless mics. Wireless. Wireless? Yeah, we can walk around. I can sit on the couch. Cool. That would be cool. What was I what were we saying? Dan Patrick, Kirk Cousins. Wide receivers you, don't like Kirk Cousins. You're saying Dan Patrick made it up. No, I'm not saying he made it up. I think it's overblown. I think everybody gets frustrated with everybody. I think my theory here is that I wouldn't be surprised if it were true, but if it were a mis... Of course it's true. Well, of course. N- well, n- well, no, if it was a misinterpreted quote by a Washington Redskins wide receiver, because they're not justified in not liking Kirk Cousins because he's been targeting just about everybody. He picks up his wide receivers even when, you know, Ryan Grant tips a ball into a linebacker's hands. It can't be like, a personality thing either. Well... Again, I bet it's probably a misinterpreted quote by a source, or it's the Washington media, and you know how the Washington media works. It's like, crap, well, the skins aren't going to the playoffs. What do we got? We need something to talk about. Let's spend a day, let's spend a Thursday talking about why uh, Doxon be beefing with Kirk. Sure, sure. Do you think so? You think it's Doxon? No, I just threw one out. I mean, whatever. Ryan no, Grant. It's. Two guys getting together. And Crowder. Go, 
And they go, man, I, I got to talk to a buddy who's hooked, who's linked into someone. And he goes, man, like, Kirk never got me the ball last game. Like, what? That was kind of BS. You know what I mean? Like, two buddies talking off the cuff, nothing against Kirk. And then the guy goes, well, yeah. The guy, he goes to another friend who goes, yeah, well, you know, Doxon's pretty upset, like, about last game. And then the other guy goes, oh, man, like, Doxon doesn't really like Kirk. And then, if, like, it's telephone. You know what I mean? Telephone. And then it gets to Dan Patrick, and it's like, the Redskins wide receivers don't like Kirk Cousins. He articulates it. Right. And so then everybody freaks out. Audience. Of course they're not. When they're five and seven, you can't be happy with anybody. Like, you're obviously pissed. You're, you've already not made the playoffs. But personality-wise, there's no reason why they don't like Kirk. I think the only reason reason would be that he doesn't take shots downfield. But he doesn't have anybody who even, can get downfield. Right. I, I think the best example was the first play of the season. Kirk Cousins went downfield to Terrell Pryor, wide open, and he dropped it. Dropped it. It's like right there, Kirk Cousins goes, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. I love how this season started with how many weapons Kirk Cousins had. It was Terrell Pryor. Well, turned out to be a bust. bust. Yeah. It was Jordan Reed, who uh, has had a toe, ingrown toenail, whatever. Now it's a hamstring thing. Right. And I get it, you're injured, but. I don't know, man. Figure something out. Um, hey, you play through injuries all the time. I I got my John Wall tape on right now. So I, I we did want to say that. Like, do I'm, you like the athletic tape? Like, is it does it actually? So so if you obviously can't see because it's a podcast. Sean has the the athletic tape on his arm, like mm-hmm. like John Wall, like a bunch of like super world class athletes, right? Like Sean Prince, right? He I, has the athletic tape on. I. Threw out Malabrum. So you're saying threw it Pla- out. Now you didn't playing pull it. playing in yeah, throwing it out sounds better. A completely meaningless adult league. Game. You threw too many innings this year. You're one of the too many. Strasburg. Too many innings. They didn't didn't, didn't take care of it at all. Haven't pitched in. They didn't about you. ten years and thought oh, I did it again. Yeah, I'm wearing the tape. Them. And Let's you know what? Them. I w- if I were in your seat talking into your mic, drinking that beer, wearing your shirt. I'd be making fun of me too, but let me tell you something. This makes it feel better. It does, and I. There's and that's no cool. way. That's it's in your cool. head. I totally. It's completely in your I, head. Scott, I will not fight it. I will not try to prove you any more wrong. All I will it's tell like you. Give a kid a band aid for like a minor cut, and obviously, all of a sudden, feels better. Don't compare me to band aid kid. <laughs> I put up with band aid kids. Eight hours a day, every day, okay? Don't compare me to Band-Aid. You've got your thing roll. I can see it through your shirt. You should have worn a dark shirt. It looks awesome, too. You you wanted to show me, too. No, see, that's the thing. I did want to show you because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Oh, I get a huge kick out of it. Dude, when I'm, like, out and about, I cover this thing up. If no, someone said you should wear it, just cut off. If, that. No, 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 no. I you heard it. Ah, I threw out my arm pitching because, minor leagues. <laughs> because I'm okay with you giving me crap, but if I look like this to a complete stranger, I'm going to look like, like a clown. Uh, I threw 20 innings at a men's league. <laughs> over, <laughs> over, over a course of three months. <laughs> if somebody invited me to go play one-on-one basketball, I would wear a long sleeve shirt oh, so on. nobody could see it. I'd be that guy with a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I don't even know what we're talking about with Doxon. Like, whatever. Like, the Redskins are hurt. That's right. That's basically it. Enough of this silly conversation, yeah. and let's move up a level. We just kind of stop in the middle. Or no. Down a level. Move down a level. Well, basically up a level. Mo- right. Move Could up. Alabama beat the Cleveland Browns? No. Right, I it. hate that, I dude. Know, I know. I'm just, I hate so, the I'm just professionals. Stupid, hypothetical. Um, stupid. 
college football playoff. It is set. Clemson, yep. Alabama, Sugar Bowl, Oklahoma, Georgia, Rose Bowl. There's actually not as many like controversial controversial decisions as there actually I thought there was going to be. So like you- they're actually the four best teams in the playoffs right now. Like it's not great. The system's still not great, and I'll still complain because I have to have something to complain about. Mm-hmm. But the four best teams are in the playoffs. Yep. Alabama made it. Everybody was kind of poo pooing about Ohio State, but they're the fifth best team. Too bad they get left out. I mean, there's always gonna be a team that gets left out. Yeah, it's just the old you know conference champion of the Big Ten, pretty legit versus a non-conference champion, not even. Close to Al, but but I agree. I think Alabama is better than Ohio State, and so that's the goal, and that's what sure. happened. But but it's still you know like you said, it's arbitrary. It's opinion, and, which I friggin' hate. Friggin no, hate. but in your heart of hearts, everybody believes that Alabama is better than Ohio it. State. It was just you, you wanted a, you wanted a little, and same thing with there was some talk about um, USC as well. You know, winning the Pac-12 and blah blah, blah them, but uh, no. obviously left out. No. So. It was funny because Saturday night, well, well, all Saturday, well, all the, all the uh, uh, conference championships are going on. You know, you had you had game day, college game day, right? And okay. they had a nice little uh, guest, Nick Saban. Very interesting, very interesting guy to see on a Saturday morning. You know, sitting next to Lee Corso and Kirk. Herbst. Were they playing? They weren't playing that day. Oh yeah, because obviously <laughs> Cause they, they weren't in the they, conference championship. Of course. So. Of course. It's and he got asked the same question probably a million times that day. It was, oh, so uh, you know, what would you tell the selection committee about why Alabama should be in? So he probably had this whole plan, whatever rhetoric. And I heard a couple. I heard it on game day that morning, and then uh, Scott Van Pelt had him on later that night. You know, after all the games ended, he's on the phone delivering his little thing, and I'm thinking. He's probably the only college coach who gets to have little opening arguments here as to why he should be in the playoff. And I couldn't help but appreciate the irony of four weeks ago, uh, Nick Saban referring to the media as rat poison by saying how great Alabama was. And now he's going on every single program, big program, just begging to be considered the fourth best begging. team, I don't think I don't think he really he, cares. He should have had a monkey really? and a little tin cup. He was begging, just, j- just jiggling some change. Oh, you yeah, look at oh, our schedule. He wasn't begging. They begged him to come on the show. He, and he, he was, was like, "Well, I'm not doing anything on Saturday morning. Might as well." He was be- a cup of coffee, put some put some Jameson in it. For Nick Saban to- standards, he was begging. It was a bag. Now it's a manly bag, and it's a college, fr- I, you know, legend. I didn't see bag. it, but I don't believe that. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, lot in common there. Lot in common. Great it's coaches, hated by most, except I hate for the media. Just kind of shut up and talk. I mean, just kind of shut Sa- up and do their well, own thing. Saban's way more of a talk ranter than you, you'll never old school. I don't know. Now you'll never hear Belichick ranting like like Nick Saban does. No, no. Yeah, Bill that's Belichick a, has a podcast. Th- no, he's no, shut up. Come on, he is a white guy that he probably has a podcast somewhere. What, what's your first? Uh, we'll if you do have a friend with a white guy. You have a podcast. Well, d- yeah, white f- sports fans all have podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so we got mm, we got Belichick down here sitting across from us. Okay, 
we, so we need silly podcast questions, and yeah. then I'm going to ask Scott, the journalist in the room, like serious question. Yeah. What do you, what are you asking Bill Belichick? On Set, the serious guy or the stupid guy? Uh, in, no, right now we're sitting here in the in, in the basement in the basement right studio. Here. What are you asking Bill Belichick? Uh, what do you do after the game? Not, dude. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was what literally are you legitimately that? doing after the game because I don't think they like. We gotta start preparing for next week's t- next week's game. Like we gotta start watching film and break down this day's film. Nah, they just that was a money impression. I think, that, I think they just handle. It. I think they just like go home and drink a few beers, and, like <laughs> dude, hang out. Belichick's got to be like a crazy like drinker, right? Granted. I don't know with Belichick, but from my long coaching career, like, I actually did have to break down the film after the game. Like, I I spent the, like, I knew game day was a really long day because it wasn't ending. It wasn't like I was just, after the game, I was like, oh, the game's over. No, it was like, oh, this is going to be a long night. Immediately after, really. You most couldn't put time. that stuff I off till the next morning? Yeah. Well, no, you don't most have pre- of the time. <laughs> You don't have practice until like what the next afternoon. Yeah, next afternoon. But you got to do stuff in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of have to get oh. everything together, and and I, maybe Belichick because he has people working for him and everything. And I was just like one assistant coach, but yeah, you were the guy working for yeah, the other guy. So. Okay, I don't so know. so now that's my question. Now, do you even want to do? Do you have a serious question? Do I have you? a serious? Yeah. No, you go first. Let me think. For for silly question, whatever you want. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what's your, what do you do? What's the nightly ritual before a game happens? Do you have a little ritual that you do? Not a practice thing that you do with yourself. Do you have like a little, like you know, thing you like watching? Do you do uh, uh, your shows? Are you doing family time? What is Saturday night for uh, for you? That's that's my thing. What's your favorite TV show? Also, maybe something to do with Navy because Belichick's a Navy fan. Grew up in Annapolis. Huh. Really? Yeah, I think I think the story is his pop was involved in uh, the coaching staff somehow. He came on the Showtime little uh, season with Navy football. Bill so Belichick was on there, right? Well, he, uh, you know, I actually haven't watched in a couple weeks. Yeah. The old Army Navy like pre show should be pretty cool. Got to watch that. But Bill Belichick comes into the to a meeting with the Navy football team and is giving him some inspirational talk. Most words I've ever heard Bill Belichick say. It's all about, hey, I'm following you guys. You know, just a few words. It was, it was cool. It was it was like a legitimate thing, yeah. you know, from the heart, from the brain, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, you know, there's there's a little softy in there somewhere. What's your favorite TV show? Phil Belichick. I don't know. Watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't know. I watch TV. And Netflix account, Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a Trailer Park Boys guy. Yeah, he's Ricky. He's Ricky? No. Julian. He's more of a Julian. Holding a drink all the time, ratty clothes. Uh, same, same attire. So he doesn't have ratty clothes, dude. What? Okay, he's the guy that wears the same thing every day. Do you mind if we get back to the playoff real sure. quick? Sure. I mean, what else we got here? No, Ju- I want forgotten ones with Georgia and uh, the other team. That I can't remember. Oklahoma. There it is. Baker Mayfield. That brings me into my next one. Heisman. Okay. We got Baker Mayfield. We got Lamar Jackson, and we got uh, Bryce Love. Yep. Now. The Heisman Baker Mayfield. Uh, see, I don't care about that. Again, I I don't care who who does 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 the Heisman matter? Is it going to be a th- you know how all awards are just sort of like going down the tubes? Like the end, uh, really? Well, they're going down the tubes for I think us. 
NBA, I think they are. NBA right? All-Star, getting elected to the NBA All-Star game is a joke. Getting it to the Pro Bowl for the no, NFL is a joke. The, the like awards all are going down the hill for us, I think, because me personally, I'm tired of all the talk. I'm tired of the individual awards. And maybe that's just me getting like older and grumpy again, like we always talk about. But like football, all sports now are debates. It's all about debates. It's all about whose team is better than who, who's who's what player is better than the other player. You're comparing a quarterback to a running back and this coach to that coach. It's all about comparisons, which sports aren't really about. Like it's who's better that day. It's the competitive nature. It's the sportsmanship of it. Fun. It's fun. It's just sports. So, so you hate awards so, because so it opens awards. up. It opens up for the most. It takes away of from the sport because awards are very. Well, individual. they are individual, one hundred percent individual, and so it kind of takes away. Like Baker Mayfield's having a great year, and he's having. And Oklahoma is having a great year because of Baker Mayfield. Like that is awesome, right there. That's great. He's the most valuable player to his team, so he should probably win the Heisman. You see what I'm saying? It's not It's not about stats. If you really wanted to, like, you could just – if I was a small D1 coach, let's say, we have no chance. Maybe i just have my quarterback throw for about a billion yards. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Just, like, to, just to inflate. Like, let's try and get the, let's try and get the Heisman. We know the season's going to be lost, but let's try and get the Heisman to mm-hmm. make, a, like, make a splash. That's sort of what uh, Lamar Jackson is looking at. That's what with, I'm saying. With Louisville. Because he has the best stats out of – he has better, he has better statistics right. than Oklahoma. But and that's yeah, why he won the – Louisville. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Again, I don't care who wins, but just the Heisman. You know, what, what, what does the Heisman player do – and to and to I feel like the Heisman winner in the NFL has become such a joke. In the NFL, RG three, what are you doing, right? RG three didn't win the Heisman. He did well, he? he was he was a part he? of this. He won the Heisman, didn't he? I thought he did. Oh, he's definitely in the top three. I thought Johnny Manziel won that year. Manziel was also in the top three. We just we just got to do our research. But the thing is, is your Heisman winner like like what's going on? What do you do? I, I feel like it's these guys who get drafted sort of late are the NFL stars. Now the Heisman, oh yeah, he won. That's what I thought. So do you have a little list of everybody? 2011. Who's... I don't know. Um, but, again, it's sort of like a joke. Like, oh, top Heisman winners who didn't make a name for themselves Heisman in, in winners the NFL. in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. And, and I'm just – I feel like it's getting to a point where – It's terrible. You know, and granted, college football and NFL are separate, but you like to see these guys who were studs in college and, and the best in college. How are they not at least kind of good in the NFL? How are they not kind uh, of okay in the I NFL? I think they're about half and half. Half and half. I feel like more recently. Mariota? Yeah, but, Winston. you know, Titans. But again, what? When had when have the Titans did the Titans make the playoffs last year? No. Did Cam Tampa Newton. Bay make the playoffs last year? No. Okay, Cam again. So there's Other your than that. That's about it. But 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 I agree. So these guys again, they get drafted high out of college. All this expectations on their back. They're thrown into a starting quarterback position in the NFL the first year of their career, and it's like, oh god, what do I do? Um, whereas you look at a guy. Uh, like Carson Wentz, who comes from the FCS, yeah, old awesome. North Dakota State, and he's a possible awesome. MVP guy. Was he, he even close to uh, Heisman? No. It's and again, fine. I know they're se- honestly, yeah, they're separate sports. I like your, NFL I like is your not college. They're not football. They're NFL, and it's college football. 
it's they're separate. They're not both football. Right. But it's it's just a shame for me that the best player in college football sometimes isn't even a little oh, bit good in the NFL. That's why I thought it just it just kind of wouldn't matter. And again, my I've had, I've had a bunch of bad bets in my in my lifetime. You're, a lot of stupid things. You're you're a betting man, Scott. No, no, I'm just I, I think I've I I had the claim. I've had a lot of good ones and bad ones. I had the claim that Johnny Menzel was going to be great in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. I also had the claim when he was in college that Steph Curry was going to be a starter in the NBA. I think I won five bucks on that bet. Dude, that's that's worth a lot more now. No, well, yeah. So should have more. Dayton or Davidson. Uh, they, I always get Dayton and Davidson confused. I told, I told somebody I can't remember who it was, but it was some schlub in like early high school, probably either either middle school or early high school. I was like, he's gonna be a starter. Watch. And like, nah, he's never gonna be a starter. Too small. Tiny. Five and- bucks. Best five bucks I ever made. It's funny, man. Those pictures of him in college, Jersey is wearing him. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the thing about Herm Edwards? How he's he's the he's the Arizona State coach now. Right. He's the Arizona right. State coach now. And wait, wait what? Where, where did he, he was? He was just commentating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He was no, just but doing his thing. In the th- there's 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 new stuff. I didn't know there's new stuff. I no did no. Hear it that. was just like a little thing. Like he uh, they gave him like uh, the Arizona State like their football jersey, and he got it. And he was like, oh, is this the women's jersey? And they're like, no, like that's what players are wearing these days. So like, oh, I thought this was like the kid's size or something like that because it was so tight. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it looked. I mean, it was like it was like this wide, uh-huh. and that's what they do. They just stretch out, and everything wants to be skin tight and everything like that. Uh-huh. So Herm Edwards hasn't seen a football jersey in the past twenty years. You know what I mean? Cool. Like angry looking fella. He's just right. Angry like, at everything. You don't know what a football jersey looks like, and you're about to be a college football coach, literally just for the name. Right. But that's that's why it's funny though. I, that goes to your jersey argument. We we got we're getting totally we're having an ADD episode right now. Or we went we, from we, Heisman winners to Johnny Menzel, Steph Curry, to Herm Edwards. To Herm Edwards. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just continue this. Have you ever purchased clothes recently? Now, I don't buy clothes, but when I'm out there, like, looking at stuff, dude. Have I pa- purchased clothes recently? Yeah. Why? Have you? Well, because Maybe. pants and just, like, work shirts now, button-up shirts, fitting you. they're all, like, they're tight. They're very tight. And I'm not, like, a fat guy. I'm not like the funny fat guy like Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny. I'm a pr- I've always found myself normal looking, but I can't very fit normal. into like a pair of like I'm a 32. My waist 32 very comfortable. They have slim. They have everything now, man. Well, yeah. See, the size are crazy. Like my weight, it fits fine around the waist. 32 waist. Freaking my legs. It doesn't can't fit. Get the thighs in there. Doesn't fit your butt. It's kind of uncomfortable. It oh, definitely is uncomfortable. It's bad. It definitely is. I think I, football jerseys are made slimmer. And oh, they absolutely re- are. We'll just Everybody close for regular. The metrosexual type thing. I and need room. I need room. Dude, I was watching Friends the other day, and I was just watching the clothes <sighs> that they wear. They're, everything's just baggy. Everything is just, just baggy. I think where they went from, like, they went from, like, tight things back in, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s kind of thing. And they kind of, like, blew up to where everything went baggy. Mm-hmm. They had, like, the rap era and everything like that. Hip-hop, everything was baggy. Pants were sagging. Everything like that. And now we're starting to go back. We're back. You see what I'm saying? So yes. everything's going tight. Shorts are getting shorter. Yep. And, like, literally, it's it's weird evolution. 
Dude, baggy pants were so cool. Like middle school. Oh, dude, I wanted pa- to sag my pants. Your pants better. I, I, I the sagging never I caught on. I didn't with understand me. it. I, I, I was like, I, I don't even know what to say. You just, you had to have your shorts below your knees. Yes. Yes. Shorts had to be below but your knees. That's the thing. It transferred to sports. Like it totally did. baseball pants of like. Again, the steroid, everybody juiced in the 80s. They were skin tight. Yeah. But then we got into a weird, like, everybody wearing the like the baseball pants beneath their cleat. And yep. there was a lot of room going on, like, when we were kids. And now we're sort of, like you said, we're getting Giancarlo Stanton freaking just go, biceps. I wore baggy pants in high school. I, I mean, not baggy, baggy. But, like, I wore... Over my cleat, I did. I rolled. Oh, it down. you did the over your cleat yeah. thing. Yeah, I was into the elastic around the uh, the ankle. I liked having a little <laughs> bit of my sock. I liked having a little bit of my sock. You were show. not stylish. No, you were not. I, I, I'll go back to Rob Gronkowski. Rog. I'll go back to Rob Gronkowski. I can't freaking say Dark Gronkowski. Freaking let my let my play show for it. Not by freaking. Pants. Oh, half the thing was was look good. Was it look good, feel good, play good? That's so stupid. I thought I thought you would be a roll up the socks guy, like a I mean like a stirrups type thing. I wore stirrups and I liked having them show just at the bottom. I I I never liked the pulling the pants up all the way, all the way to the knee. Never liked that. Mm-hmm. Never liked the old Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence goes above the knee. That's yeah, just well, obnoxious. He's just a wild man. He's a wild man. That's that's good fashion advice for everybody out there. We're very fashion experts. We're just going to change the podcast to like wherever our conversation goes. ADD, PST. There it is. Same sport, different subject. Army, Navy. Yeah. It's close to our hearts, I think. It's it's close to home. A couple boys of a couple fellas who, you know, actually in there. Me, Pop was Navy guy. You, Pop was an Army guy. Army, yeah. I actually played football for a year. At West Point. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Didn't get a scholarship, walked on, got kind of like one of those preferred walk-on deals. Uh-huh. He was either going to go to Penn and play football or West Point and, like, walk on, and he figured West Point was the better option. Played for a year. I think he plays. He was going to play tight end. He got beat up in practice. Uh, I think he played special teams and was done after a year. Okay. He said he did it because I don't know how they do it at Navy, but at Army, um, you eat basically, you know, with your company. With you eat with your company, and so you get plates of food, and it's kind of community style. And you get the the plate of food. You know, if the six of you at the table, you get six six hamburgers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's all you get. Like, or you get a certain amount of French fries or wh- whatever the meal is. You get a certain amount, and that's it. Well, football players get as much as they want, mm. as much. So they'll get the same food they don't have to basically like starve themselves. You know what I mean? Like right. they get to eat and get seconds and get thirds while everybody else doesn't. Okay. And so he was like, that was like the best part of playing football was like going to the mess spe- hall and special treatment. There. Yeah. You get to like eat more. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the same in Navy. I mean, everything's sure probably different probably, now. I'm probably sure it's pretty close to the same. All I know is I you eat with, you know, you eat at a certain time with, you know, like 20 pe- minutes exactly. Right. You, and the you don't eat with your teammates. Freshmen have to serve the seniors. Yeah, it's pretty I don't know funny. about that. I know yeah. you eat like with your you eat with you don't eat with your teammates. You don't live with your teammates no. like every other school. No. You just live with you know your your company. Yeah, so the, company the plebes at West Point, the freshmen, the plebes have to have to serve the seniors their food hmm. before they eat. 
And I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's so, a good one. Uh, Army Navy. So just more, I guess, ah. implications. That's just word is stuck in my head now because we just watched that. It's always Army got their first win last year. Dude. In so a long, long time. You look at the favorite. Yeah. 14 years. Yeah. You look at. Great. You Navy. They are only. And I say only, not like belittling belittling you, but they haven't been not favorites in a very long time. They are, I think they're three point or like three and a half point favorites. So it's like locked. And it's, I think old ESPN gave um, Army, I think like, you know, a, a 55 and a half percent awesome. chance to win. That doesn't mean anything. But no, it awesome. doesn't, but it's just been different from It's going to be past. a snow game. They're saying too. up in the link this tomorrow, they're this weekend. No, yeah, we're supposed to get some snow here. We're supposed to get some light flurries. Yeah, in, in the DC area, it's a little bit of snow game for Army Navy. Nothing's better, man. Awesome thing for the country. Awesome thing for the military. As much as we hate Navy, you know, we were growing up to just despise Navy. Literally, West Point. Like, I spent a year at West Point, and my my obviously my dad went everywhere you go. We visited. Everywhere you go is beat Navy. Everywhere you go. The tops of buildings, the tunnel, the beat Navy tunnel. Everywhere you look, license plates, shirts. Everything is not Army. It's beat Navy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that, that way at Navy. Well, what I've noticed, and this is coming from Jake. Jake was West Point yeah, guy, sure. too. It's, you know, you sort of raid an Army season based on the Navy game. Sure. And that's why Munkin's going to be around forever yep. as long as he wants because he able he, he, he figured out a way to beat Navy last year and they weren't supposed to. And they win eight games this year, so that's, yeah. so that's great. Absolutely. But he could have won zero games last year, which I think they only won what? Did they get to a bowl game last year? No, right? They were what? Four, four or five years. Did they have a good season last year? No, they didn't have a great season. They didn't go to a bowl game. Yeah, so they win four games, but they beat Navy. They can win zero games. They beat Navy, and that is a good season. That head coach is going to stay on. So Munkin's going to be around forever as long as he wants. He has an eight an eight uh, win season this season, but his again, his thing is going to be he beat Navy. Now, again, Navy, not to belittle anybody, it's similar, right? It's similar to where... Ar- Army, right? It's they shout "Beat Army" at the end of every game yep. after the alma mater. That's the thing, "Beat Army." Yep, but their like rating of a good season now that they're in a conference is they got to go out and they beat Army. That's like uh, that's like the given. But then they got to go win, you know, eight, nine, ten. Notre games. Dame too, yeah, because they beat Notre cocky. Dame. I I, I know sounds it sounds cocky. that way, but again, I'm just sort of giving you the Navy side. At least recently, because when you look at the series over the past, you know, forever, it's fairly even. I think Navy 50, has it 40, by 50-40. 50-40. Okay, so again, 10 games really isn't a lot right. when it's 100 years, yep. right? So Navy has it just by a handful. So it's fairly even. But recently, right, it's been Navy just expects more. They're just a better football team. And then the way... We're in this area. I didn't even notice this till this year. We're right. ju- we're living in the D.C. area. You know, Annapolis isn't close, but it's definitely a lot closer than freaking uh-huh. West Point. Dude, people around here, there's a lot of military transplants, sure. obviously being in D.C., so a lot of Army guys. But you're just run-of-the-mill football fan, run-of-the-mill college football fan. We're Navy. We're Navy nah. all the way. I, th- I That's how I've gotten the feel. And, again, I think it's just because of the market. 
Other Maybe parts of the country, it's different. I know there's army bases around. There's Fort Fort Belvoir. There's Fort. Sure. Uh, what's the one in uh, Alexandria? Fort Meyer. Is Meyer? Arlington. Um, so there's a lot of army presence around here, but I think Navy is just the hometown favorite. Yeah, because in proximity of Annapolis. Right, but I never appreciate it till now. Navy's hurt a little bit this year. Navy's hurting with quarterbacks and everything like that. They don't know who they're going to. Well, Injuries. They, they do now, but they've lost, I think, five out of the last six games or four of the last five I have a good. I have a good feeling. Every, every year is close for the most part. Um, Throughout the season. When it comes to this game, honestly. It really doesn't That's matter. That's what last season taught me as a Navy fan throughout the season. Now, last season was different for Navy because they played in the AAC championship. They got five starters banged up. So now, I'm not making excuses. Navy still lost. Yep. But just different. Um, they're in a better spot now, though. What I was told with Army is they can go 0-10, and they beat Navy, and it's a successful season. Yeah. Oh, that's just all you heard what I said is what you're saying, or that's what? Yeah, but, like, literally it's, like, 0-10. Like, it doesn't matter what they do the entire season. They could lose every single game. Nobody cares. As long as they beat Navy, that's the that's the goal. I was looking up some stats. Uh, the leading wide receiver for uh, for Army, mm-hmm. for West Point, Yeah. how many receptions does he have this year? Leading wide receiver? 15. <laughs> South. Ten. South. South of ten. South of ten. Leading wide receiver. <sighs> Five receptions, 111 yards. <sighs> Le- leading wide Those receiver. are just like bombs. I, like. Di- I didn't even. So Those they are di- all bombs. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't throw a single pass against Air Force. I didn't know that until until this morning. But they run. That's sim- the big thing, too, is if this Ar- S- Army wins, they win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. <laughs> Like, which is a big deal. They haven't right, had that in a long, long time either. Army beat Air Force this year. Navy beat Air Force this year. So this is a big game for that. Yeah. You know who invented the Commander-in-Chief trophy, though? It was Air know. Force. Air Force wanted to feel like, like they were included. part of the rivalry. Like, so we're they, in it, too. Like, if we beat them. But we're Air Force! Woo! Yeah. But Air Force That's sucks. Pretty, yeah, we, can all, we both agree on that. Yeah, we do. We do. You know, That's when cool. Army plays Air Force, honestly, I kind of want Army to win. And I think you're the same <laughs> way. they're like fake. Yeah, I think I you're the same way when Navy plays Air Force. You want Navy to win. You know, I root for Navy outside of the Army-Navy game. Yeah? I do because I, I hope they beat teams because then they go, if they get to Army and we, like, ruin their entire season, that'd be awesome. Just the service academy thing. And yeah, and it's very, like, like Navy guys, like, as soft as they are like it's it's still fun to root for them and everything you know it's, you, it's good have you ever been have you ever been to army navy oh yeah a bunch of times so i want to hear like a st- I, I have a story that i want to share with you just as a navy fan so while so i'm gonna share you you think of it while i'm sharing with you i think um like 13 years old we go up to the link um my dad my mom you know a couple family members legit seats it's awesome uh, Navy ends up winning, but remember sitting there, uh, Navy scores a touchdown, and, you know, every time, you know, your team scores, the cheerleaders run around, blah, blah, blah. You have your girl cheerleaders. You have your men cheerleaders run with the flag. Yeah, yeah. And they're running around the field, you know, they win, whatever. Um, and a cadet hops out of the stands, and, you know, male cheerleaders running right by the cadets, uh, hops out, um, Cadet blindsides a Navy male cheerleader. Completely blindsides awesome. him. Really just bad. Just like like Rob Gronkowski, just blindsides. Good for him. 
And, um, dude, and then the Navy mascot, the goat, comes running up as, like, the cadet is, like, standing, whatever. Navy goat freaking <laughs> spears this cadet into the ground. No Cadet, way. I swear, I swear on everything. I see this as a kid. The cadet, like, hops up from the ground, like, runs back into the still, like, crawls back over the wall, and then runs up the steps. Never saw anything that happened. Don't know of any disciplinary things. That's all I saw. And then after the Navy mascot, the goat speared him, the cheerleader who got tackled previously gets up and just started waving the Navy flag right in front of where the cadets were sitting. Oh, Thought awesome. that was pretty awesome because it showed the cadets how they were so butthurt from losing and how just how weak they were and how Navy still sort of came out on top in that regard. So I'll let you get the last word with the, with the Army, uh, Army oh, side. Dude, I mean, personal. I grew up. At West Point, literally at West Point, we used to go to all the games. My dad was taught taught there, so I got like all the autographs. You know, when you're a kid, that's like a really, really big deal. They're NFL they players. Sign. They might yeah, as well be. They, you sign little football, and I hated they shoot off a cannon every single time they score. Hated it. Mm. Hated it. Little because, sensitive Scott ears. Oh, because you know they would score, and my dad would go, "Oh, they scored! Here we go!" And then you know, I go like this: you cover your ears, and boom! You know, shoot off the cannon. Everybody would do push-ups. Mm. They do the rocket man. The A man would climb the light pole. There was this guy who dressed up in a in a cape, like a knight, and everything like that. And he had a big A on his chest. We call him the A man. Mm. He would climb the light pole on the stadium. You're like, there goes the A man. This dude's just climbing it. He was doing it all the way up until like a few years ago. And they're like, all right, you probably should like safety violation. They don't do it anymore. Nah, he doesn't do it anymore. Bummer, man. But that was that was right. I remember. I mean, I've been to a bunch of Army Navy games. We never went to the link. We always went to the one in uh, uh, Baltimore, Ravens Ravens Stadium. Okay, M and T Bank. We always went to that one. Um, but, yeah, it was always good. We, I grew up with Army football, and I remember their bit was, like, stealing the other mascot's team's head. Right. And so the, every single game, every single home game, the other team's mascot would come, and they would, you know, take the, the thing, ram off the thing. And they would run, and they would, you know, Woo, we got it. Everything like that. And that was, that was cool. That was uh, fun. And the old, they do the old uh, prisoner exchange yep. where the students, you know, they march on the field because that's what they do. Always cool. And and the ex- for that. Yeah, the exchange students, you know, the midshipmen who are doing a semester at West Point, um, uh, the cadets who are doing a semester at uh, Naval Academy, they all come out and they switch sides. And then they ru- they sprint back. Yeah. Dude, Jake, my cousin. He did that. Did, he did it twice. He spent two semesters oh at Navy. And he's like, he's a funny because, you know, th- you know, army fans, army fan. But kind of like you said, every time Navy's playing a game, he, he's a Navy fan, except for, you know, kind of respect late thing, I to think. Or, it's a respect or, thing. Yeah, early to mid-December. Interesting. We spent a lot of time on like weird stuff this episode. Really weird stuff. This is a good episode. We're though. nearing an hour and we haven't even like touched half the stuff on our sheet. Want to just roll into a weekend appetizer? Yeah, let's do it. Who cares? We're rolling in. I'm writing it down. Nobody we, has. Oh, wait, oh, wait. We can't just roll into. If, we, if nobody has anything like that they actually want us to talk about, then like let's just talk about whatever we want. We talk. Yeah. Like that's kind of our thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do. Right. We lied to the people. Uh, uh, we're, we got to talk about podcast. We, yeah, yeah, it, nobody's listening. Anyway, we got to talk about <sighs> Tiger real quick. So Ty, you're all high and mighty on Tiger Woods because he came in eighth I'm out of eight. Wired man, wired about. That's Tiger. Cool. I'm glad. I'm happy he played well. What What is stopping you from like being wired about Tiger? 
Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm happy that he played well. I'm happy. I love a good, like, comeback story, whatever. I'm just not going to set my expectations high. Oh, I set them so high. I'm just not going to think that Tiger's going to come out and, and play so in this. Did we say that it was nostalgia? And that's why we love it. Because it reminds yes. us of our childhood sitting on the floor at six years old watching Tiger do the little twirl, everything. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. But again, I'm not going to be duped into thinking that he's going to be playing on Sunday at Augusta in April. He just won't. Be. How cool would that be? I mean, like, it would be cool. How awesome but he's not is gonna. that going to happen? It'd be great. Actually, here's what I will say about Tiger. You want so he came in what eighth, ninth. You're ninth, watching ninth. through the entire weekend. I think Maybe I saw not. Tiger and maybe. For who who won that one? Kepka? Ricky Fowler. Oh, Ricky. that's right, Fowler won. Ricky, I I didn't even see, and I watched. I didn't watch the whole weekend. No. I watched maybe totaling all four days. I watched maybe an hour. I saw Fowler maybe take two or three shots. I saw Tiger play his entire freaking. So that's one thing that I will not be excited for when Tiger does return to the majors is it just becomes a big Tiger problem. Oh, dude, it was. It I want to see mem- the other golfers who are actually in it. It's mem- mesmerizing. We talked about last week on my weekend app how I was like, my weekend app was like, I'm going to watch Tiger Woods this weekend. And then we kind of laughed because, like, ah, how much Tiger Woods are you actually going to watch? Dude, almost all of Friday, I was glued to the TV. That's cool. Glued to it because I was like, I- this is amazing. I I talked about it's so nostalgia. Let's talk. Let's talk nostalgia. Nostalgia, real quick. <sighs> and that's great. I'm glad you're glued watching golf in freaking December because you right. hate sports when they don't matter. I golf know. really doesn't and matter. This this one didn't matter at all. That's great. Oh. I talked to uh, one of the seventh graders who I teach about it that Monday, and the first thing I say is, "Oh, how about Tiger?" And he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah great." But what he wanted to talk about, Ricky Fowler. He said, that's, "Oh, you know, that's a true he, golf. Fan, he's he's never well, but well, no, it's also because he doesn't know exactly. Tiger. That's what I was getting yeah. to. So there's a whole audience of these kids who are fans. Who oh, he goes, oh yeah, Tiger, blah blah, great. But you know, Ricky Fowler, like everybody on the tour loves him because he's never won a major. Like he can do this. Wow. We'll see majors. And I, it was funny because you know I'm talking to a kid, he's 12 years old. I'm like, wow, this is and typically 12 year olds aren't golf fans." But uh, yeah, he didn't care about Tiger, wow. and that's gonna you know a couple of years. That's only, and Tiger still has a couple years to play have. golf. You know what I want to compare that to is like when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you probably you and I kind of yeah. We grew up. we I were like, in, we were eh. middle school. I was, like, I was middle school. Yeah, that's that's cool. Like, I, like my I had to have it explained to me that it's like Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that's ever lived. Right. Like you need to right. appreciate you don't get this that he's on the Wizards. Yeah. My dad was like, we gotta watch Wizards games now. Like we we watch more Wizards. Gotta games go to than MCI Center back when it was MCI the Center. phone booth. Yeah, yeah, and and like that was a big thing where I was like, I don't think I appreciated that. I was like, oh, cool. Michael Jordan's in the Wizards. Like, he's a good basketball player. But, like, everybody else is like, oh, my God, he is the god of basketball. Mm. And so it was kind of the same thing with, like, kids these days where they don't appreciate, like, Tiger Woods. We get so amped up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Tiger Woods. Here we go. Let's do it. Mm. You just 41, baby. You just said the phrase kids these days. I thought he was 42. 41. I looked it up. I looked it up last week because I knew we were going to be talking about the hero challenge. Jack Nicholas, I believe, won the Masters at forty six. Yep. 
He's going to do it. You know it. what Tiger won't be doing? Winning the Masters. Winning the Masters at 41, 42, 43, oh, or 46. come on, man. He's not. If he's going to be around, oh, awesome. Everybody have give nostalgia. I just don't like the old, oh, he's Tiger. Let's have a specific camera dedicated to him distracting me from the dude who's actually winning the tournament. I want to see, you know... Good he golf. Hitting, he was hitting bombs out there. Hitting he's bombs. Well. Good, again, it was good like, for him. It was like completely back to my old childhood where he's like, he puts really well, hits bombs, can't chip. It's kind of like what I, I, I emulated my golf game. After, Dude, don't after compare yourself to Tiger Woods. <laughs> you can drive. You'll hit three out of 18 greens, <laughs> but they'll be pretty impressive three. I'll give you that. Be like, oh, I can't get it onto the I'm green. 15 feet off the green right now. That was the joke is Murph and I would make the best, best ball thing team because he is anything under 100 yeah and anything i'll just get it out there and you put it on the green mm-hmm. and we'll figure out putting after that yeah short game's good yeah putting i mean honestly like schlubs like us putting's kind of stupid we know that that's that's Everybody's what makes the, the score oh but sure like i want to be able to look good like give me a good gimmies. right i give myself a lot of gimmies let's move into Probably not everybody's favorite part of the show, but our favorite part of the show. World renowned, baby. What we're watching this weekend, we call it the Weekend Appetizer. And Scott, you're going to have to start us off. I got to get the song. Not the song. It was there. It was on very, very low. It's there now, though. Okay. So my Weekend Appetizer is not going to have to do with Tiger. Right, because he's not playing a tournament until late January. He's going to play all the majors, I think. He's going to play a little bit. He's going to play all the majors. Good thing. Uh, my weekend app, I'm going to go with the easy ones. Um, I'm going to go with the Army-Navy on Saturday. Yes. yes. During the day. Yeah. 3 o'clock, I believe. 3, 3.30. Something. Yeah. 3.30. That's a Definitely. good time. That's a real good time. Yeah, that's perfect college football time. 1 o'clock is too early to drink some beers. I mean, no, it's, it's not, not, but it is. I see what you're saying. 3.30 is the best time to drink some beers and start your start your drinking that day. Um. And then at 4 o'clock, which is another good time, is the Redskins game the next day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Redskins are playing the Chargers. Um, read, a, read a good article about how Phillip Rivers didn't want to play until he's 45, like Tom Brady and Russell Wilson do. Because all these quarterbacks are trying to, like, one-up each other. And so, like, Russell Wilson was like, well, I'm going to play until I'm 45. Tom Brady's already said that. Um, and then Rivers, Rivers was like, Didn't we look this up? He's 37 or something. He's getting older. Yeah, he's getting older. Rivers was like, yeah, I don't want to play until I'm 45. Like, I want to go do something else. I, I like that. I appreciate that. That's like the normalcy that we kind of crave at this in this pod. So, interesting stuff. What do you got? Well, yeah, just going off that, the Skins, too, they're playing at, uh, what is it, StubHub Stadium where the Chargers play. Oh, that's Tw- stupid. 20, I, I keep forgetting they're L.A. now. 27,000 fans at an NFL game. Terrible. Uh you know, I hope they play well. That just as a Skins fan, I just just give me some. You know, out of the playoffs, and honestly, at this point, I'm kind of fine with it. Give me more entertaining football. Keeps me happy. Five and seven. They got what? Four games left. Uh, yes. Four games left. How many? Like good math. Right what's now. the what's the final what's the final record? So they could potentially be nine and seven. That's the best case scenario. So yeah, they have four games left because they're five. That's and what seven. I said. Oh, I thought you said five and seven. Yeah, yeah, five and seven, four games. Yeah, sorry. Um, George Mason, North Carolina Central, coming up on what is that Saturday? You got to play some. You got to play a few winnable games until you get to college. Dude, but what's honestly? 
with George Mason. I love him. What's, what's winnable right now? Because Wayman Every Mary, game is winnable. Yeah, Basketball. but what's winnable like North Carolina Central should be winnable. Wayman Mary, old CAA foe. And what did you have the stat about Mason being freaking 30-0 and 0 or something against old CAA? Did, didn't they rock the well, they rock CAA? JMU. They rock JMU every single year. That was a nail-biter. This past, just last week, it was They've won 21 out of 23 against JMU. Uh, I don't have any stats about the CAA, but... Uh, Mason's having a, a a weird year. I think it's like a transition I, year, almost. I, I don't I don't hate to label that kind of thing. Were... I hate to label years as transition years or rebuilding years because I don't think in good good organizations. I don't think they have rebuilding years, I transition wa- years. I, I wanted to spend some like actual time talking nah, basketball. Quick. Maybe we could do that next episode. You know, sort of when Army Navy's over, skins. Sure. Just, we're we're gonna say it and just keep pushing it back. Sounds good. As a plan. Uh, where can they find us, Scott? Find us on Twitter. Murph's still running our Twitter. I hopefully still listen to this. May have forgot password. Yeah, we barren on that thing. Uh, we're on Facebook. I believe we're still on Facebook. We still get a dollar an episode. We are professional podcasters. We split that 50-50 Technically. every single time. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I think that's about it. Where else are we on? Podbean? We have our own little website thing going. Home thing. And that's about it. Shout out Podbean. Until next Thursday night, Friday morning for your drive into work before the weekend. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.